Apocalypse Players present The Afflicted from Reckoning of the Dead by Noah Lloyd and Matt Ryan with Dominic Allen as Detective Rusty Steele Dannon McAleer as Detective John Caramel Joseph Chance as Detective Lorenzo Ferrari and Dan Wheeler as your Keeper of Arcane Law Part 4. Dial M for murder. You'll be the cutest little baby in town. I'd like to place a person-to-person call long distance to Boston. The number is uh, Edgewood 95675. Yeah, of course, this is Chief Connor McCarthy of the 13th Precinct. That's uh, Riverside 52150. Peacock, you old bastard. You expecting someone else? Uh, you know I never forget an anniversary. How you doing? Oh, that's good. That's great. I'm, I'm glad you're not on your own. You, uh, you been to church? No, you don't want to hear about my day. Oh, all right, all right. Well, tell you what, it's the craziest morning I've had in a while. I sent my best two detectives out to investigate a noise complaint. <laughs> I know, I know, but it, it got pretty lively down there. Somehow this rumor got out that he was making a bomb. I have no idea who started that. My boys got waylaid by some nine-year-old kid stealing radios. Steele said something like he'd seen him in a dream. I don't know, no one's sleeping right. It's this heat. Anyway, it turned out this guy, the, the noisy bastard, was some kind of lunatic, making these towers out of dead dogs, right? So the pair of them had just walked out the door when I got a call about this hostage situation, so I had to send a kid, Ferrari. Yeah, the invalid fell out of a tree, I think, and his partner didn't make it in, so it was just him in the uniforms. Apparently, this perp had been hearing music in his head, grabbed a knife and got his neighbors all holed up in the room next door. Uh, my man got the family out safe, but nearly burnt the building down in the process, I don't know. Then Steele and Carmel get back. I had to send them straight out again on this missing persons case. This woman and her kids just up and vanished. Got a bad feeling about that one. And now I got this real nasty situation that I'm going to have to send the kid out on again, on his own. Because like I said, I'm a man down because of Detective Bright. His wife said he ain't been sleeping right, having strange dreams. Hey, have you ever heard of a detect? I don't know. I never asked her the details. 
Well, yeah, I guess a few people have been talking about it. Like I said, I, I think it's just the heat. Like when you have a fever. Oh, no, no, I, I can't ask you to do that. Especially today. I know how important it is to you. You sure? Well, I ain't gonna lie. I could use your experience. All right. Let me know what you decide. Talk to you later. Ferrari, is that you? Get in here. Sure thing, Chief. Hey, did you see, uh, did you see Steele and Carmel? No, I must have just missed them. Oh, you just missed them. They just came back straight out again. Oh, we're rushed off our feet in here. You, uh, you got the perp, Carter, his name is? Yeah, I got Carter. He's in, he's in, green and, and, uh... What's the deal, that some nutcase? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I can't quite tell. Looks like he might have had too much sun. <laughs> yeah, well, haven't we all? He got to him. He was out at a jazz club on Friday night. Seems to have been upset by something. I'm going to go and talk to him about it now, if that's all right with you. Yeah, it's probably the heat. You know, it's uh, it's hotter than one of those um, one of those reheated apple pies out there. Yeah, yeah. They're all the rage, I'm told. Yeah, crispy on the outside, molten lava in the middle. Well, I like my Mars. Can't, can't talk about that. Anyway, anyway. Listen, I, I, you gotta wait. That that riding up that Carter case can wait. We're rushed off our feet. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know what's happened with Bright. This is another case. We, we you really should have Bright with you for this. <laughs> I would have put Carmel and uh, and Steele on this, but I just sent them out on a missing persons, and I can't get a hold of them. Uh, it's uh, been a nasty uh, double homicide. Jesus. Ah, uh, I know. I know. Uh, is the address? He hands over a, a little scrap of paper where he's written down an address so um just I gotta tell you I gotta tell you uh this looks like a nasty business some some guy killed his uh his wife and son Jesus I hate to do it to you I but um well someone's gotta go check it out okay um but if we get anything on that um the jazz club yeah 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 Jazz, whatever, leave it with me. What if they spiked his drink or something? He's, he didn't serve. It doesn't quite add up, you know what I'm saying? Listen, nobody got hurt. It doesn't matter. We'll just, we'll leave it to the uh, the prosecutor to work that all out. You caught the guy, you got the guys out safe. Well, from what I hear, you started a minor blaze out back, though. Hey, what? Uh, listen, all right? Uh, you always were clumsy, right? I had right? to get in. I had to get in. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that the grass was that dry. Hey, listen, get out of here. You're wasting my time. Right, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Uh, and I'm a bit dejected as I go, thinking I managed to get the kids out. And it's like, not even a... Well, but, but Not even a thank you. You know, the the job's the job. And I... Uh, the job's the job. I go over and I get a new handkerchief. I scrunch that handkerchief. And it's like wet. And I just... I, I, I think I just, just toss it in the trash can. Mm. And I pick up a, a new handkerchief and I put it in my coat pocket. As I pick up a double homicide. What a day in the office. I know. A hostage case and a double homicide. It's not even lunchtime. Something's something's not right. But maybe maybe what you do, you do have time to probably grab a coffee and some donuts in the station before you head out again, I think. That's just good police. That's just good that's good work. And I actually as you're hovering by the the uh, the drip the drip coffee pot, Cindy comes up and says, Oh hi there, Renzo. Hey there, Cindy. It's uh you see Carmel around? I think we just missed him. Oh, shucks. He's giving you a little bit of a workout today, huh? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think, I think we might be going out for a drink later. She says in her face, like she can cannot disguise her joy. That's real swell, Cindy. Real swell. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, not excited. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. He's a real nice guy. It's good to have things to look forward to, Cindy. That's right. Yeah. All right, well, have a good day. Why are you looking at my tie like that? Oh, it's a stain. I don't, I don't, Is that mustard? No, it's. I think it's uh, It's ice cream. I think it's gelato. Oh, yeah. oh well, yeah. I didn't, I didn't have an ice cream today. It must be a dirty tie. Well, anyway. Yeah, ice cream's good in this weather. I guess if I clean up right one day, Cindy, who knows? Maybe I'll have a chance, huh? At a date. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, no you, you look swell. You look swell, Lorenzo. Uh, I'm uh, uh, Detective, Detective Ferrari. 
Sure. And I stepped forward as if to engage in the conversation, and I and I accidentally kicked the trash can. I just, <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. And I, I grab it really fast and put it back. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I better. Uh, Don't worry about that. Oh, oh God! I think I, I think the coffee's going to go over, and I, I just get it in time as it sort of spills over the top. Hmm. Hey, you want a donut? And she's gone. She's gone. Click, 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 click. <laughs> yeah. Back upstairs, the typing pool. Uh, and as I think, you know, I, I I shout over to whoever's left in the office, and I say, "You'd have thought I'd get some backup, huh? But I know we're stretched." The chief says, "I heard that. I heard that. There are offices over there. You just need to go and um, shake shake some shit out of them, kick them in a gear, whatever you want to say. Just I've I've already gone, chief. Good. Get out of here." So you hop back in your patrol car, head on over to the address. You've seen plenty of homicides in your time. Almost a weekly occurrence, but for some reason, there was something about the way the chief said, I hate to do this to you. I hate to do this to you. Wife and son. You, you get the feeling it's, um, it's not going to be pretty. I'm sad, I'm sad Frank isn't there when I leave the garage. Garage. But I just, I toss, I toss two donuts in, in one of the two packets I got, you know, so he could eat one later. But I'm disappointed, not because I don't know the way, the fastest way to get to 29th and uh, Bainbridge, but, mm-hmm. but because something about seeing Frank always makes me feel better about things like this. I'm uneasy. I mean, I'm uneasy as I pull up. Yeah. Superstitious. And you pull up outside this very unassuming, it's a small sort of, um, two-story little terraced house not not like the brownstone you were at earlier and there's a there's an officer outside a couple of patrol cars outside and the officer outside is sort of ashen faced smoking a cigarette Danvers you look like you've seen a ghost oh hey there detective Ferrari uh, yeah it's um, not a pretty one in there I, I light up a cigarette and instantly I blush as I do it thinking I better finish this one uh, uh, the uh, and he he sort of drops his cigarette out and um, stubs it out and um, sort of stand, kind of stands to attention a bit and um, gets out his notepad and says uh, the perp's name is uh, uh, Ed Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, victims, uh, his wife and um, baby boy. I wince at the words baby boy. Uh, he's the uh, perp's inside in custody, but um. You ain't going to get anything out of him. Forensics have been, they've, uh, they've taken the bodies. You might want to take a look around and see what you make of uh, this Robinson fella. I'm sorry, kid. Okay, let's have a look. It's uh, my first homicide, sir. You need some fresh air? Uh, I, this, is, this is residential, right? Yeah. Walk up to the end of the road and come back. Thank you, sir. And he's like, yeah, it's so pleased to have been um, re- relieved from standing outside this house of horror. I look at the house. Anything um, unusual? No. I don't think I can help myself. Can I do a lesson roll? Sure. It's, it's superstition, really. 54. It's a no. Can't hear anything. You can't hear anything. It's The whole neighborhood is... It's quiet. It's real quiet. Eerily quiet. Yeah. And then there's a gust of wind and the leaves sort of blow up in the street. Suddenly you're back in that dream, the leaves falling and the silence just after the bomb mm. is dropped before the, when you're right in the sort of the sound way. Yeah, yeah. And then the leaves sort of settle again and you hear a, a siren in the distance and some kids playing around the block and you're, you're back in New York, 1947. I just loosen the, uh, I loosen the gun in the holster, pull the, pull the drenched shirt round a bit. I wore a vest to wick the sweat away because Mama, Mama always thinks that's a good idea. When actually, of course, it's, it's, it's probably just because it... It's just another layer. It's just another layer. Sticking to me. And it's, uh, it's, 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 about, it's about midday now, so it's, it's hot. Hats on, head on in. I was about to flick the cigarette into the garden and then I just... 
<laughs> I just I just make sure it's really put out in the top of the the cigarette packet and then crush it. Just kind of crush it under my toes. Good move. Three or four times, make sure it's really dead. Wipe my brow, in I go. So you you step inside the the house and like heat hits you. This house is clearly not well insulated and it's really, really close. And yeah, it's sort of like a small, I guess, like a two up, two down. There's an there's an officer there's another officer standing at the bottom of the stairs. Oh, hey there, Detective. Detective uh, Ferrari, is it? That's right. Uh, is it Peachum? That's right. Yeah, you're doing a good job. There's a lot of us uh, started new. Been doing well with the names. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. How you, how, how you doing, Peachum? Sounds bad. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's not a not a pretty sight up there. I'm giving Danvers a walk up the, uh, up the block. He's going to... He's going to come back. Mind if I go and stand out, watch the front door while he's... Yeah, why don't you do that? Get some air. It's hot in here. Yeah. The pups uh, in the in the, uh, in the front room back there with the uh, a couple of officers, you might want to uh, check out the bedrooms upstairs as well. I mean, don't know where you want to start. I'll leave you to it. I'll look at those first. Thanks, Peachum. Uh, Peachum, were you here when uh, they uh, they took him? Say, say again? Were you here when they took them? Took him? Were they here? We, did you see the bodies? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I did. All right. Yeah. They were... Um, they were a mess. Looked like... Uh, I mean, I, I uh, know my department, but to me it looked like um, they were stabbed. Knife work. Yeah. Figures. Usually is with these things. And you can uh, you see us. Quite a lot of blood, and he sort of indicates the the stairs, and you can see there are blood splatters on 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 the stairs and the walls. You know what Bright would say: "Crimes of passion. It's whatever lies to hand. Yeah, you pick it up, you use it. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. That's what we got here. Nothing more complicated. I guess so. Go get some air. Thank you, sir. Um, I'll head to the stairs then. So you're gonna go upstairs first. Yeah, 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 before I check in with the... Sure. Get a little get a little look around without preconceived ideas. So you make your way upstairs. There is so much blood on, on, on the stairs and the walls. You somehow can't quite believe it's all come from just two people. It's, it's astonishing, really. Jesus Christ. And the, I think I instinctively cover my nose and mouth with my handkerchief, just sort of, yeah, we- weirdly instinctively, and just obviously it's not going to do anything. But the smell of, yeah, there's not really, it, and it is an instinct because there's not any particular smell here, and the wallpaper's sort of peeling a little bit. But you get the feeling this was a very ordinary house. It's not like utterly impoverished or, or neglected just lived in mm. you make your way up your, up the stairs and there's two rooms at the top of the stairs one looks like maybe a, a master bedroom and the other like a, a nursery go for the nursery first so the first thing you're confronted with is a crib like drenched in blood Jesus Christ could you give me a sanity roll please yeah damn straight that is a pass, 28. Okay. Um, I'm still going to ask you to lo- take one point of sanity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's, it's you know, you knew you were coming here to find out that, that a, a child had been murdered, but... But, but son, I was thinking a boy. I wasn't thinking a baby, and this is pretty... This is right in the zone. Yeah, it's clearly a, it's clearly a baby, and it's a, it's a, it's a small crib. You know the sort of crib that a child isn't isn't in beyond about six months. I think I instinctively rush to the window and just just try and break the window open, whatever, however best I can. If that's right with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, you can open the window. It's like I need some air. I need some air. I've got this handkerchief and I'm kind of I just push push the window open and I, there's probably not going to be much air in because it's just not that kind of location. Clearly. Yeah. I think I'm I'm worried I'm going to be sick, but 
Maybe I managed to hold it. The gorge is rising. Well, maybe you want to give me a constitution roll. No, not his favourite. No. Hmm, that's unfortunate because it's... It's a 35, which on most of my characters, that would be a pass. <laughs> but uh, 25, <laughs> constitution, 35. I, I don't think I'm going to spend the luck. <laughs> I think you'd maybe bring up a bit of coffee and donut. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you... <laughs> at the last minute, you see a bin in the corner of the room, a trash can. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, want, I don't want to go out of the window. Yeah, yeah. No, because you know your poor, poor officers right below you. Yeah. And it's 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 the fact it's the fact that the bloodstains are in the crib and you can see by the amount of blood that that's where the murder has happened. Mm, yeah. This is horrific. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Ah, this is, ah. So I sort of I pull myself together and I uh I wipe myself down using the handkerchief, throw the handkerchief in the bin. Take my jacket off, put it over my arm, and uh, I'll I'll just take a look around. Um, nothing on the floor. Uh, a few sort of you know blood drops, blood spatters, um, but yeah, no no indication. No, nothing else. Everything looks quite orderly. Well, you know, it's a it's a child or a baby's room, but I'll. I'll just head over to the other side, to the other room, I think. Okay, so it's um, it's the master bedroom. Well, you know, the the other bedroom. There's a double bed. And again, huge blood stain on on the bed. And blood, blood on the stairs as well later, so possibly staggered down. Yeah. Okay, so blood stain, so stabbed in bed. Photos, yeah, just a you know a photo a photo of sort of family photos, basically a few family photos. And I think I've got one in my hand. Like I wipe my brow and I look down, and I think second time in the day already, not even lunchtime. And and I'm going through people's photos, desperately trying to find something about them. But it's all it feels like it's all too late, just like it did with with Carter. It felt like it was all too late for him. Yeah. And here it really is all too late. I mean, like, the damage is done. Yeah, and kind of just how it... Kind of how it felt with Tina as well. In your dream. Couldn't get her in time. The smile was too wide. So, uh, do you, you want to have a look around this room? Yeah, I'll go through some drawers and things. I'll, I'll, I'll be a bit more... I'll try and... I'll try and get something. Try and get a clue. Okay. Try and get something... Some police work. Yeah, okay, so you're going to take your time... Well, if you're going to take your time, I'm not re- going to require a roll. You do come across a like a, a handwritten journal that maybe looks like a diary. You find, uh, you know, a few sort of um, receipts and um, and other personal effects. Uh, but the, the the main thing that you come across is this is this diary. Hmm. Well, it looks like a diary. I have a little flick through that. So it's, it, it looks like it's only really a diary of the past few days. Hmm. But it's very detailed. Do you, I mean, do you read it? Do you read it thoroughly now? You're skimming. I'm skimming. I'm skimming. No, no, I think I'm skimming through because I want to get down to talk to Robinson, especially after that. Fine. Seeing the, seeing the bassinet like that. So at a skim, it looks like it's describing you know, whoever's diary it is, it looks like it's describing their, their travels over the past few days. Um, they describe locations. Mm. There's a few place names that you don't recognise. Mm, this is unexpected, so I'm thinking maybe I do need to look at this more carefully. I wasn't expecting to see someone travelling around a lot, but then maybe it's his, not hers. So, can I tell from the handwriting? Is it, does it look like a man's writing, or does it look like a woman's writing? Uh, interesting. I guess that maybe that's an education role. I'll give you that. It's a 46 out of 70. You, you, your best guess would be that this is a man's writing. Hmm. 
And yet, normally, I would have expected it to be the woman who'd be keeping a, 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 a detailed diary over the last couple of days. Um, so, yeah, in which case, I'll I'll flick through, and if there's nothing springing out of me, I will redouble my efforts before interrogation. So you're going to sit down and read this quite carefully? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at least the start. Okay. I mean, I might check my pocket, um, my watch. I'm thinking it's okay. I've got here, seen the crime. No, this is fine. They know I'm here. Well, as you read the entries in this book, the thing that strikes you is that you start reading it and you think describing his travels um, somewhere definitely outside New York, a lot of the descriptions initially, it's almost, it sounds a bit like Europe. He's talking about green leafy lanes and um, uh, beautiful ancient cities. He refers to octagonal windmills on the hillsides and um spent the netherlands maybe it does make you think that from your knowledge of of europe and you can't quite because you look at you check to double check the dates as you're reading and it's you know the, even this first entry which is from just a few nights ago not even not even a week really it's maybe five days looks like from the dates it's pages and pages long. You know, go to the next entry and sort of similar and you can't quite, you skip to the last one and you can't work out why, how, how this man has made these travels seemingly somewhere far out of New York in, in this, in such, the, in the recent past. Mm. You know, how long does it take to get there on a boat? Six weeks. And then it comes to you that this is a dream diary. Mm. Shit. But these are dreams in detail far beyond anything you've ever experienced. And you think to the, the dream you had last night, which was so vivid. But it was a it was a moment. You know, it was a dream that took place in seconds, really. Mm. It you know, it felt felt like it filled your whole night but it was seconds before you got to the bench and this man's describing his journey through cities and meeting people and you as you read it in more detail and the, uh, a name comes up again and again and it says he's he's looking for you don't know whether this is a, a man or a place but he's looking for Kadath. you see that name written again and again and as you turn to the next page you see he writes about galleys of turning up in the city with unseen rowers, he describes them as. And the entries get stranger and stranger. And he talks about cities with architecture that has the geometry that he doesn't understand. I think if I get to that bit, I'm going to stop. Well, you can't, though. Or at least I don't think you can. Why don't you give me a power roll? Nice, nice. Only because I'm Ferrari. I mean, I'm not because not of Joseph. Joseph wants more. <laughs> but uh, Ferrari's thinking, I need to get on to this interrogation. <laughs> it's a 91. No, I do not stop. You don't. You're gripped. I mean... But I got on no more. That's why he wanted to stop, because he, he's gripped. You're absolutely gripped. This is like, on one hand, it's... Um, on one hand, it's the most amazing fantasy you've ever read and you, you have moments of thinking is this um, is this guy is, is he a writer is this a draft of his novel but it becomes clear that he's what he's attempting is uh, like a form of lucid dreaming uh, and he's trying to control his navigation through his dreams and every day he goes back and he's somewhere slightly different and he's meeting people and asking them directions. And then the, the sort of penultimate entry, he describes these creatures. Uh, he describes them as sort of pale, fleshy frogs, giant frogs that trail, trail 
humans behind them seemingly as pets or slaves. And the landscapes he described grow stranger and stranger. And then the, the last entry, he describes one of these galleys turning up. And the description he gives of the person who steps off the galley to shake his hand or greet him describes this headscarf with this sort of double knot on front. And he describes their mouth as just too wide. I stand up as I'm reading this. And you give me a... Don't even give me a sanity roll. You roll me a d6, please. Of course it's a six. Wow. <laughs> why, why, why didn't I choose the die that... I chose the lucky die. Why, why would I choose the lucky die? My best die. When I should have rolled the die that I hate. Wow, well, I mean, what's your... Well, let's do this one thing at a time. What was your starting sanity? 60. I'd lost one. Okay. I've now lost seven. So I'm not... That's that's not the problem, but it's obviously a five. Yeah. I think you better give me an intelligence roll. <laughs> With a low intelligence, you'd think that would go well. 50 intelligence. 33, my friend. So... You drop the book and you stand up and you realise because he's describing exactly what you saw last night you know for absolute sure that this isn't him writing some fiction. He's travelling through some real space that exists in his dream and he's met someone in his dream that you think you've met in your dream that's impossible. That is impossible. But it's happened. So what he is experiencing is real. This isn't a dream as you know it. This isn't a dream, your mind inventing things. This is a transportation to a real place. Alters everything you think you know about the world. So, you are temporarily insane. Everything is different now. I think we better have a bout of madness. And what a place to have it. I know. So, do you want to roll me a um, d10 for your bout? I shall roll a d10 for my bout of madness. One d10. An eight. Okay, and then another d10, please. Followed by a nine. Very high. Can't be good. Okay, so... (laughs) Nine rounds. That's a long time. It's just me, so I'm not putting other people out. No, that's true. So we can do this however we like. You can play this. You can play this how you like. So you are incapacitated, incapacitated with an emotional outburst. Maybe you'd like to describe to me how this manifests itself. I don't know whether you're manically laughing or crying or something else. Yeah, and I think incapacitated with an emotional outburst. I think I... I think I do laugh. I think I, I laugh hysterically. I've stood up and uh, and I and I drop the journal and I and I laugh and I I hold my head up to my ears in the same way that Carter did, as if I'm blocking out my own laughter, like a kind of mad jazz riff. Uh, and then I moments later, and this is only the beginning, but moments later I find myself there kneeling in front of the crib, just rocking backwards and forwards laugh crying in this emotional hysterical release of the tension of the morning of managing to save the two kids and the woman and and yet burning nearly burning the place down i still don't quite know what happened with all of that it was all that all that's just the surface flood Uh, and then moments later i find myself standing at the top of the stairs looking down and i'm laughing and i'm just pointing at the blood laughing away hysterical and you see one, one of the, the 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 officer who you you know relieved is uh, standing there he's like uh, de- detective here uh, are you all right <laughs> look how high i got look how high it's like what is that is that like the jugular but she's come down for the bed i mean like her thigh is gone Maybe it's a thought. Detective, I, I'm, I'm not sure this is a laughing matter. I, if Bright was here, he'd be... 
Right, but where is Bright? Detective, what? Should I, uh, should I call for... Should I call the station? Do you need some I'll help? I'll give him a call. Don't worry, I'll call him. I'll call him. No, I'll call Bright. Oh, but where's the telephone? Is there a telephone? This, 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 this one down the block. Do you, do you need a bit of air? Maybe... I know it's it's a, it's a bad sight out there. Maybe you need... Yeah, don't worry, I'll... No, I'll run. And I run down. And I run down to the phone. On the, on the block and I'm just hysterical the whole way I'm laughing away and I've, I've thrown the jacket and the hat and I'm just running away he follows you out the, the, the young officer and he sort of sort of jogs down the block after you just to keep an eye on you really yeah, yeah. but you make it to the phone box uh, and, I, and I call Bright if I, if I can do that if, if I get the number but maybe uh, I think I'm calling Bright oh well uh, when are you give me a luck roll to find out whether you call the right number yeah 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 that was an 89 mm-hmm. on my 43 lap. Well, let's find out how that works for you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hello? Hello? <laughs> uh, hello, operator. Hello. And you give, the op- you give the operator the number that you think is Bright's number. Bright, Bright, yeah, yeah. I, I've got to call him, Detective Bright. Sure, I'll just um, patch you through. Bill Bright, William Bright, William. Oh, I'll patch you through. She sounds a bit confused. And then um, uh, a woman picks up and says, uh, "Hello, hi. Yeah, uh, you're not gonna believe this. It's me. It's uh, yeah, it's me, Ferrari. <laughs> Wait. Oh, Lorenzo. Is that you, Bright? Are you there? Uh, I, I, he's he's not feeling so good, but um, I. Can... You gotta put him on. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put him on. Yeah. He's, he, I, he, he, he just, he just went down to sleep. He's not been sleeping well. I don't think I want to wake him. <laughs> oh God! Don't let him sleep. No, 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 no. Because no, then she'll come off the ship. She'll come off the galleon, and you don't want that to happen. He'll, he'll transport himself. Oh, uh, really? Uh, all right. I, 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 I try and, I try and wake him. And she, the woman goes away from the phone and. Uh, you hear a bit of mumbling in the background, and then... I do a little bit of knocking on the window, going, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. And then a, and then a voice comes on the phone, says, Hello? Bright, bright, it's me, Ferrari. <laughs> oh, Ferrari, I'm not feeling so well. I've cracked it, I've cracked it. It's, it's It all makes a lot of sense. What does? If you cut the jugular... It'll go high, but if you cut the femoral, it'll go even higher. <laughs> Absolutely correct. You've been reading your medical textbook at last. I'm pleased to see it. Yeah, yeah, so, but when she comes off, when she comes off with the headscarf, she comes off with the headscarf, and she comes off with the wide smile. You've seen them too. That's, that's when you know they're here. They're here, and you can transport yourself, right? <laughs> You've seen them too. You can't not. And some of them, some of them are moving a lot. Maybe have you been to a jazz club? I don't know. I've not been to any jazz clubs lately. Listen, but maybe you can't stop the music. Listen to me, Lorenzo. I'm listening. Listen to me. You've seen them in your dreams as well. I was, I was at the pagoda, the red pagoda, you know. And and in the Oriental Gardens, and, and I and I tried to run away from the A bomb, and I was running away from the A bomb real well. You'd have been proud of me. Huh. You've always been fast. And then she was there. She was there. Her face, her, her smile was too wide. It was too wide. But tell me, are you fast? You fast in your dreams as well, Lorenzo? Because in my dreams, my my brain fails me. I. The one thing I can trust, I I can't trust. Are you still fast in your dreams? I'm, I'm fast as the fire. I set a fire in the backyard. Mm, that's the best thing to do. Let it burn. Those people with the wide smiles, I, I don't trust them. There's a dead baby here. Mm. He killed a baby. Why would he do that? I don't know, but... These people can make you do things. Kadath. 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 Is this Kadath? I've been looking for it. You, you. Do you know where it is? It's it's here in the in the. I thought I had the book. Shit! It's in my jacket. I think I dropped my jacket. The book. He knows. He he knows the ways. 
You have directions? I, I get there. I, I... And you hear, you hear the woman's voice in the back saying, Why are you talking about that place? Come away from that. You need to get back to bed. No, I can't. I can't. He's, he knows the way. No, come away. Come away. He's got to go now. Sorry. Um, have a nice day. And the phone hangs up. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Son of a... And I just start smashing the phone. <sighs> Until this is just like a pulp. And it does. It smashes to pieces. That go and I, I stagger out and I just cry on the curb, wailing. I think I'm rolling around. Not even like, it's, not, it's not like a kind of contained sat down. It's just weeping. Rolling on the sidewalk. And you do. And... And when you come to... I have a great deal of credibility. You have a, great, you have a huge amount of credibility. And the, uh, the young officer is sort of standing at a kind of respectful distance. He says, um, Detective, can I uh, get you a cigarette? Davis? Hell, yeah, yeah. A uh, glass of water, maybe? Or, or a drink? Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe. What you got? Yeah, I'll take water. Oh, Christ. I think I was sick in the... Oh, God. And so I maybe, um... Maybe you got some kind of, uh, bug? It's heat stroke, right? Heat stroke. It's just heat stroke. Oh, yeah, it's probably the heat stroke. That's right. There was a, there was a fire back at the hostage situation. It was real hot. I heard about that, yeah. It's, uh... Okay, Danvers. That guy, Robinson, he's still in there, right? He's still in there. Yeah, but are you up to it? Uh, you know... Where's my jacket? Where's my... Okay, did you pick my jacket up? Yeah, I did. He hands it to you. I think it has the book. It's got the book, and I'm going to rifle through to check for the diaries there. I'm not going to look at it, but I just want to check the diaries there. The book is there. Oh, thank God. Okay. All right. I got to talk to this guy. I got to find out about... Did he say anything about Kadath or Kadath or Kadath or... He ain't said a word. He's uh, like, how do you say it? Ca- catatonic? Sure. Good. Okay. Well, I just, I checked in with uh, Bright and uh, and uh, my hand's shaking and I, 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 I'm trying to paper over the cracks and I realize I can't, I can't even do it. So I just go, okay, let's, let's talk to him. Let's head back up there. You spoke to Bright? Yeah. In the, in the hospital? My eyes flicker. And I, I just go, sure. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to talk to Robinson. You. Oh, well, as long as you show you're up for it, you know. We got to do this. We got to do this now. We got to do this right now. I'll, I'll come with you. I'll come with you, Detective. Thanks, David. All right. So you make your way back to the house? Yeah, if I can remember how to get there, but I presume I can. Yeah, well, Danvers leads you there and he's looking at you. Like, he's really worried about you, but you're a superior officer, so he um, he leads you back to the house, back to the front door, the steps, and again, you open the door and the heat hits you when you enter the house. Sort of glance at the, the stairwell and you can see the blood on the stairs and the wall. The wrist goes up to the lips and the nose, and I'm sort of trying to wipe it away, but I... Just push on through to, to the the front room. Yeah, and 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 you and as you do, you sort of follow this trail of blood, and and you realise that potentially the blood down the wall and the stairs is, although there's a huge quantity of it, it's potentially blood that the the perp has sort of dripped with him on his on his way downstairs, and you enter the the, the front room, and there's. Uh, an an officer stood over Ed Robinson you believe it to be him sort of sat he sat in an armchair staring like eyes glazed you can have a look around the room or I think I uh, I think I I I throw the um, I throw the jacket down and the hat on top and so I've got my I've got my pistol there it's all sort of on show and I, I sweep my hair back and I sort of wipe the sweat away from my face. Uh, and I, I look pretty intensely at the two officers, but I don't say anything. Take, it, take in the room. Is there anything obvious about sort of the room? Is it more sprays of blood? Or is he... No. I'm sort of imagining, did, did, did he sort of 
cut the kid's throat and start walking through the house with it or something? Or no, there's there's less there's less blood here. The, most of the blood was upstairs. Um, give me a spot hidden in this room. There's a twenty-six, a forty-five. So there's uh, there's a big rug in the middle of the room, and um, like there is a bit of blood you notice on the floor, sort of poking out as if maybe there's the maybe the rug is covering most of the blood stain. There's sort of like a like a kind of triangle of blood poking out from under the rug. Gentlemen, you, you, have, you, uh, have you moved this rug at all? Uh, no, we, we ain't moved nothing. All right. You want us to? Uh, you, and I point to one of them randomly. Uh, give me a hand here. You take that in. Yeah, sure. We'll lift it, we'll lift it on three. One, two, three. Back that way. Three. And do you roll it or do you drag it? Uh, I, no, we, no, we pull it straight off. Okay, so lift it up like that in one. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Yeah. So you you do you lift up the rug? It's it's about six foot by four foot that kind of size, and between you you lift it up and you reveal what this the the, the blood stain was. It looks like it's part of a deliberate shape, like maybe he's marked something on the floor in blood. That's what I was worried about. So I'd sort of get the guy to help me to put the rug to one side, but, you know, like not so that it slops onto it or anything. Yeah. So you haven't seen this. It's kind of like a star shape, um, like a five-pointed star. And then with, like, what looks like maybe like an eye in the centre or a like a... It's hard to tell because it's it's been made clearly in a rush with blood. What the hell is this? What the hell is this? Well, I don't know. This is some kind of crazy uh, crazy witchy shit. And um, and next to this symbol um, I, it looks like there's some, some writing and the writing says Ya, Ya forgive me. Could you give me a power roll please? Mm, yeah. And it's unexpected. Because you're on the edge. That is a 28 on my 60 power. A hard success. Okay, well, you're lucky, so I'm not going to ask you for a sanity roll. You're lucky. <laughs> it's luck. That's, that's blind luck there. That's some bad rolls before that. I think I, I, I do that thing where I crouch down next to it to, to read it, and I'm going, and I my hand goes right over my mouth. And I and I I think I'm I'm saying, oh, Mary, Mother of God, wow, the hell is this? And I think about Bright in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what sort of um, protects you in a way—the fact that you you've gone into police mode. Like, what is this? And you're studying it, and you're studying it forensically rather than as a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you know, you're looking at. Um, the way the marks have been made rather than the words and you're looking at the amount of blood rather than the shape yeah but still in your mind's eye you're like that was a some kind of start would you like to give me an education role yeah very much so uh, that is a 50 on my 70 so not a hard but it's uh... great no that's that's great so I mean so you don't know all that Joseph knows but I think to you it it definitely looks like some sort of occult symbol. You perhaps would assume that it's part of some kind of ritual. Perhaps you assume that this is uh, some kind of satanic... Satanic cult yeah. thing. Yeah. But you don't know who he's asking for forgiveness from and what this ya-ya means. And you've never seen a shape like this before. I think initially I try to, I try to make... I get the my note pad out and I scrabble around for my my pen but my hand is shaking so much that I, I actually give it up in front of the, the other officers and I sort of just tap it against my mouth <laughs> and then I put it back in my pocket and I and I say Robinson, Robinson you, this is you 
And I say, can I see his hands? Show, show me his hands. Presumably covered in blood. So the officers sort of kind of li- lift his hands up for you to look at. And yeah, they're um, absolutely covered in blood. I mean, he's covered in blood up to, up to the elbows, really. The gore of his work. Um, all right. Robinson, you did this? He is uh, completely catatonic. It's almost like you might as well not be there. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll sit down or, or kneel down to get to his level. Or if he's standing, I will just stay up, but so that I can try and get more on the same level as I see. Is this Kadath? Any any recognition of that? That word, his 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 eyes sort of flick, but that's it. All right, all right. Yeah, we're going to have to get this photographed. Um, we're going to have to call that in. All right, is it working telephone in here? Uh, no, they 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 ain't got a they ain't got a telephone in here. There's uh, there's one on the corner of the block, I think. Shit, this is shit. Okay, uh, no, no, that one's out. That one's out. Oh, uh, it's a shame. Are you sure? I think I used it earlier to call it in. Yeah, uh, no, no, that one's out. I just tried to make a call in myself. Oh, you want me to take a look at it? Or? Uh, I don't think so. I don't. Think so. No, it's, it's it's a dead end for us. All right. All right. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get um. I mean, how well to do are they? Do they look like they'd have a camera in the home? They don't even have a camera in the home. Um, it's, a, it's a long shot. It's a long shot. Maybe. I mean, you want to search for one or? We just have to drive a couple of blocks over to get to the next phone, I guess. Um, or, or maybe ask one of the neighbours. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll ask Peachum to uh, ask around, see if there's a telephone working around here. In fact, why don't you do that? <laughs> I say to... One of the two guys. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What do you want us to do? I, I'll make the call for you, detective. Let's just get. We need someone to take a photograph of this. Ah, right, gosh. Yeah. I'll, all right. I'll make sure they send someone down. You want me to, uh, like, a, take a sketch of it in case I don't know. I got that. I got that. While you're sorting that out, I'll I'll do the sketch. All right. I'll make sure they get a photographer down here. And he scoots off. Thanks, uh, Bukowski. Thanks. And as he leaves, another one comes in to sort of take his place. There's still two two officers with with the perp and you. Uh, and I will. I'll now that I'm sort of slightly less under the observation. I'll sort of shakily make a little sketch of what it is. This sort of star with an eye and these words, yeah, yeah. So you are drawing it. Hmm. Maybe she could be another power roll. Shit. Oh no, it's a fail by ten. I might need to spend some luck. <laughs> That's a seventy on a sixty. Shit. Hmm. Um It's a lot of luck. Ten push me down to thirty-three luck. I feel like it's an important thing not to fuck up though. Yeah, maybe. In my current state. I'm going to spend the luck. I'm going to go down to 33. Okay. I think that's probably wise. <laughs> so, you draw, and as you draw it, as you draw the lines, as it's sort of completed, you're aware that what you've drawn in your notebook is not the same as what's on the floor. Give me an education roll. Ah. <sighs> That is a fail, but not a fumble. It's very close. It's a 98 on my 70. <laughs> okay. Well, good. I'm glad it's not a fumble. So you're not entirely sure why it's different, but 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 you've, you've, you, as you draw it, you feel like the thing you've drawn doesn't have the effect on you that the, the thing on the floor did. There's a difference between the way you've drawn yours and the way he's drawn his, although you compare them like for like, and the shape is the same. And you think, well, that's that's definitely how I'd describe it to someone, but it's not the same. No. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you fold up your notebook and put it in your pocket next to the weird dream diary. Yeah. All right, well, maybe this isn't quite the uh, walk in the park we thought it was. Guy goes nuts, kills his family, 
and it is that thing where I, I know that I'm pretending that I'm talking to them, but I'm really I'm talking to myself. Mm. Well, this satanic stuff, that makes it so much more complicated. We've got to get this on film before they clear this place up. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, we got to get this guy downtown, right? Uh, yeah, we, we, we got to book him. Should we take him away now? Just give me one more shot at this. All right, Mr. Robinson. Is that your name, Ed? Ed, can you hear me? Nothing. Okay, my, my name's Detective Ferrari. I really need you to uh, give an indication that you understand what I'm saying. Is this Kadath? And I point to the, the shape of the floor. His eyes flick at you again at that word. And um, his sort of lips to start to sort of try and find the shape to say something. And mm. He says, trying to find it. Where did you find this symbol? Did you find this in Kadath? On the galleons? Did the woman with the headscarf show you this? And I, my eyes flick nervously up at the two officers, but I, I press on with the wide smile. Did she show you this? His eyes sort of flick again, and he just sort of shakes his head very slightly. Someone else showed you this, but you saw her. You know her, yeah? You met her off the ship. His head just sort of nods very slightly. In Kadath. You were in Kadath? Where you met her? And his head sort of shakes slightly. All right, so tell me about the slavers. Did you talk to the slavers? The people with the slaves? Again, a little shake of his head. And then his eyes flick round at you again. And his hand reaches up and touches the pocket where his dream diary is, as if as if he knew it was there. No, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. And I'll and I'll I'll bring the diary out and I say, This? This? Your diary? And I, I nod at the officer to sort of go, that's fine, it's fine. And then as if that was like just too much effort for him, he kind of like fades away and his head lolls. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, we've got to get this guy downtown. Let's get him booked. So the officers lift him up, sort of one under each shoulder, and they um, they take him down and they put him in the back of a a car. And uh, same same setup as before. Do you want to sit in the back with him and someone else drive? With this number of people, I think I would sit up front and get one of the other officers to sit in the back with him. Okay. Yeah, sure. But to keep an eye, I'd say just like just keep an eye and don't do not take your eye off him through the whole journey. So are you are you driving or are you No, I'd go in the passenger seat so that I could keep looking back at him. Great. So you do you set off back towards the station and uh you make your way back and the whole way you're sort of feel this like itch to look at this diary again, but you know the the effect you it had on you last time you looked at it. Anyway, you you pull up at the uh, pull up at the police station, and the call's been made. And as you arrive back in the sort of the the forecourt, if you like, and you approach the steps, the doors open of the police station, and the the chief standing there with a with an older man next to him and he says um, Ferrari uh, that was uh, quite the performance you put on there at the uh, the Robinson place it was a lot to take in sir yeah I understand brought back some bad memories yeah yeah listen um, I had some uh, bad news about your partner Taking him to hospital. First I ever heard of uh, someone not sleeping straight getting taken to hospital. I think I do that thing where I'm, I'm rubbing my mouth. And unconsciously, I'm sort of 
aware of, I'm, it's almost like I'm trying to hide a widening smile of my own, but it's the, it's the old smile of 45 minutes ago when I was laughing hysterically in a grip of mad fear. Yeah. He says, well, listen, we ain't got time for that. Uh, you better come in here. Sure. Do you speak to his wife? Yeah. Okay. Okay, that sounds right then. Yeah. And the chief and then this older man next to him turn and um, sort of make their way into the building and you follow them up through the door into the chief's office. And the chief looked over his shoulder and he's like, he says, um, Ferrari, get in here. Get in here now. Sure thing. Can't have everyone listen to this. And there's sort of a few people looking a bit sort of... Uh, like, uh, curious about what's going on. He takes you inside his office, he shuts the door and draws the blinds of, on, over the glass of the door so no one can see in. Oh, oh dear. And in the room are Detective Rusty Steele and Detective John Carmel and the chief and then this older man. And the chief says, Boys, I'd like you to meet an, an old friend of mine who... Um, has some experience with uh, these kind of strange cases. Uh, I'd like you to meet an old uh, an old cop, Eamon Moran. And the older man says, um, "So, boys, why don't you uh, talk to me about these dreams that everyone's been having?" says I'm leaving the baby's bedroom with my ch my cheeks stained with tears and I'm still laughing softly to myself but I don't know that I'm doing this I look out of the window before I get to the stairs before I head out down to the phone box I look out of the window and I see the moon it's up impossibly early but I imagine that out from behind it comes a white galleon swooping down towards the earth and I see this ship flying closer and closer and I think to myself this is how you get to Kadath this is the way you navigate the impossible realms this is what Robinson did maybe this is what Bright did it's impossible, but maybe, just maybe, Carter was doing this. Is that why he heard the music? Is the music up in those spheres? Like the old stories say. Like the tales of the saints and the ringing of the bells. And then the ship is coming closer. And I feel like it... It just stops outside the house, and on it I see those white figures. Not the graceful white figures of slender dreamwalkers, but the frog-like creatures with their weird bulbous masses, and their teeth, the mouths, the odd sleevers. What's their purpose here? I feel the echo of ancient rocks in a place that I don't understand on a high mountainside and the calling song of sorceress ringing in my ears none of which is known to me all of which is mystery everything is a misunderstanding and yet a discovery and I reach deep into myself and I remember that moment that moment with Tina DeLuca sat on the bench the moment my lips brushed hers and I was clumsy and I was confused and I wasn't smooth but I was fast and I was eager I was hungry for love and I think about the red pagoda and the oriental garden and the way it melted away and the atom bomb destroyed everything and I'm running and I'm out running it I'm sprinting so fast that my whole body is on fire 
and I'm running right up to the moon, and I can feel the galleon behind me and the chittering, skittering, worming sound of those frog creatures on the bark, on the wood of the deck, and I can see the sails billowing. And all the time I see the moon has a wide smile, a full widening, mocking, laughing, grinning smile. And that's when I go and stand on the stairs and I study how high the blood ran, how high it pumped when he sacrificed them. That's what I think he did. He used them somehow to make an offering or a warding binding or both but I don't understand Bright would understand he should be here he's got the brains for it and then I move on because I gotta keep moving otherwise I might realize what I haven't seen <laughs> 